Hey everybody, welcome to Climb the Ladder for our 46th episode presented by Wash Up Network. I'm your co-host Hunter and my equally good-looking twin brother Duncan is sitting right here with me. Thank you to everybody who's been tuning in each week and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and Spotify and be sure to check us out on YouTube. This episode is brought to you by Kiko's Coffee and Tea. Use code CTLW at checkout for 16% off your purchase. As always, let's climb the ladder. All right, everybody, welcome into our 46th episode. Can't believe we're approaching that big number 50. Today, we've got a little bit of a controversy to talk about. Um, We've also got Shohei Otani absolutely making history down there for the Angels. And we're going to um, bring back two of our favorite segments to round out the episode. Um, But I think the best thing to start off with is... The A's 13-game win streak, they went on an absolute tear to get to the top of the AL West. Yeah, they. we were surprised, like we were saying last week or a couple weeks ago, that the A's were at the bottom when we really expected them to be uh, pretty major players at the top. And what do you know? They're back at the top. They went, yeah, like Duncan said, on a 13-game win streak to go from last place in the AL West to first place, and they are not backing down. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty crazy considering I think they started like one in, you know, five or something. It was just terrible. Yeah. Um, And just the difference that they made to really just bring it back. Um, I think they're still eight and two in their last 10, which is just crazy. And then of course the Mariners just went and dropped the first two to the Astros after splitting the series with the Red Sox. So now we're two games back. We're in second in the AL West, not a terrible spot at 13 wins, but if they keep just heating up like they are, I don't know if we'll ever catch them if we get too far behind. Yeah, and it's actually looking like a really strong division. So now we're two games back from the A's, um, and even though we dropped those first two to the Astros um, in the four-game series, we're still one game above the Astros. So if we can split it with them, we'll stay in second. Um, And depending how the Angels do, the Rangers are far enough out. But it's actually everybody has between 10 and 15 wins. Um, which is pretty much just a game apart. So it's anybody's contest right now. Um, But the Mariners are looking good. Yeah, I did see that the AL West had, I think, one of the most um, divisions with double-digit wins. So pretty competitive, I'd say, you know, until we get to 40 or 50 games into the season. It's probably going to be anybody's uh, race for the top. So I think we'll definitely need the full 162 this year because I think if we we're only playing 60 again, it would be really a race to the down to the last game. Yeah. And as long as the Mariners can stay healthy, I think that they really have a lot going for them despite the loss of James Paxton. But if, if that's the only person that we lose, the pitching force is looking pretty strong. Marco Gonzalez is dealing. Um, Kikuchi has been fun to watch. Um, 
I mean, yeah, we just have a strong, solid group of young guys. Um, man, the bats are hot. The lineup looks good. Um, Hanniger, Kyle Lewis, Kyle Steger is making noise. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan White, it's been fun to watch him. JP Crawford is just fast. I mean, you can say a lot of things about all the guys, but I think we're in a really good, uh, good-looking early season form. Yeah, just to add on to that, I mean, all those guys that we talked about at the beginning of the season that we were hopeful for, um, Kyle Lewis just made his first appearance last week, but he's already got one home run under his belt. Um, Really exciting, just electric, you know, reigning AL Rookie of the Year. Kyle Seeger, the vet in the clubhouse, just going off, and it's great to see Hanniger back to what he was doing back in 17 and 18 because – He's definitely leading the charge, you know, starting off the lineup every week. So I'm excited to to see where this young bunch is going to go. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just on the note of dropping two to the Astros, we're like, what the heck? They're not even very good this season to start off, and they have so much controversy around them. But to me, it's the kryptonite for the Mariners, just like the Rams are the kryptonite to the Seahawks. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good or how bad the Astros are. It honestly helps when they're a little bit better, knowing that, you know, we're going to drop two to them, especially with how they started this season. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think that we'll be able to pull one off tonight against them, and hopefully we can put them in the dust. Yeah, for real. And I think that it would be a different story if it was in Seattle, Um, I mean, this first time to see them with a four-game series in Houston, that's definitely going to affect it. Obviously, Texas can have a lot more people, too. Um, But I think that the Seattle faithful, the true to the blue fans, would be letting the Astros have it, and they will let them have it as soon as they make an appearance in Seattle. So I think it's just a matter of time. And we're two games into the series as of uh, the end of April here on the 28th. So if we can split the series with them, just like we did with the Red Sox, which we should touch on because that kept us close to the Red Sox who are uh, tied with the A's for the top of the American league. But I think, I think we're looking pretty good. Two and two with the Red Sox was nice. If we can do two and two with the Astros and then get a nice home stretch, especially against the Angels, that's going to be crucial. Yeah, that would really set us apart. I am a little fearful uh, about Shohei Otani. He's just making history both on the mound and at the plate. Um, he's pitching well because he's finally back from his surgery. He's hitting just bombs, which as a pitcher, you don't do. And so having him as a double threat in the lineup, pitching in the lineup as a DH, it's not common at all, especially in the American League. Um, but he's definitely making the most of his time. So hopefully we can finish strong against the Astros, pull ourselves um, to the top a little bit closer, and then really continue to gain some headway against the Angels and hopefully get us some separation and catch up to those pesky A's. Yeah, he is a strong threat. I mean, he'll pitch, then he'll go to the outfield, then he'll hit a couple bombs. Um, he made history on Monday night of this previous week um, as the as a pitcher to start the game while leading the league in home runs and the last person to do that was in 
1923, and it was Babe Ruth of all people. And so to wow. compare him on that level and to see how much a threat that he is, um, let alone a little more personal for us, West Coast, best coast in the AL West that we have to compete with the Angels, who we're usually back and forth with. But it's just amazing. Otani is going off, and it hurts that much more that the Mariners were one of two final teams to get him because he mm-hmm. is on an absolute tear in just that game on Monday night where he already set the record go- coming into the game as the starting pitcher leading the league in home runs. In that game, he had nine strikeouts. He scored three runs and hit two, B- two RBIs and got the win as the pitcher against the Rangers. That's not a – if that's not a stat line, I don't know what is. I mean, good company breaking a 98-year-old record against, um, on a, you know, obviously one of the biggest names to ever play the game. Um, yeah, it's scary. And knowing that Trout is in their outfield hunting down any ball that comes in his way, hitting exit velocities of 115-plus. I mean, Insane. between him and Otani, I think they have three of the four fastest home runs to exit the yeah ballpark this year it's just wild and otani throws gas it's not like he's a position player that comes in and throws 68 he's throwing 99 mile an hour fastballs yeah speaking of that did you see the other day uh there was i think they put in the catcher i think it was the a's or maybe the twins it was in uh that game i think and they had the catcher throwing and i think he maxed out at 64 68 yeah and i'm like you didn't have any like strong outfield arms that you could put on the mound it's just people right. are already pulling out the stops and we're 20 games in yeah who could just throw heat like outfielders who just have i mean cannons <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're even like a good you know hot corner third baseman it's just just rough out there sometimes if you get to the end of one of those double headers and got no arms left. Yeah, geez, I can't imagine. Well, in other baseball news, kind of um, some more off the field is Nike just released a brand new Air Force One low rise shoe in honor of Ken Griffey Jr. and Sr. from when they were teammates together on the Mariners. Yeah, I pulled up the picture before we started recording, and that is a nice shoe. It's clean. It's not too complicated. Definitely something I would wear. It's not like full of neon colors or anything. Um, all the way down to the numbers in the gold accent. It's got, you know, the junior Nike logo, the senior Nike logo. Um, I think it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it, it's awesome. They uh So they played together in 1990, which was when the Mariners still wore the royal blue and gold. So that is the color of the accents on the sneaker. Um, It's a white shoe, which is pretty cool. It has number 24 for junior on the left foot and number 30 for senior on the right foot. Um, It has it on the back of the heel and also inside the shoe Uh, like right when you look into the shoe it's just awesome i'm not a big shoe guy i know some people are and like collect jordans and everything but i might actually pick up these air force ones because they are so 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 cool yeah i've not seen a price tag on them yet but that might be one that's 
worth you know getting displaying on that orange box and just looking at <laughs> on the pedestal for a while yeah and for anybody who uh isn't aware of when the mariners were good and used to make a lot more history and uh <laughs> and noise in the news um they were the first father-son duo to hit back-to-back home runs in 1990 it was august of 1990 which is just so cool like let alone that they get on the same team and back to back in the batting order and hit a home run like just history right there that's so cool yeah talk about being the kid and just you know father's on i'm sure he his dad coached him in little league at one point <laughs> just to go you know full circle i think that that's just the coolest stat that you know it's a record that's probably very unlikely to be beaten anytime soon. Yeah, seriously. Well, the final thing that we should get into before we hop into some segments is the controversy that arose this week um, when a no-hitter was not counted as a no-hitter because of the seven-inning doubleheader that you have to play if your game gets postponed for any reason, but specifically for COVID. Um, Hunter, you want to open with some thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, first thought, like all this stuff was coming out of what do you think? And, um, should this be counted as a no hitter and a complete game and everything? And so just to start it off, it got counted as a complete game shutout, but was not counted as a no hitter because it was not a full nine inning game. I think it's a complete game. It counts in the books as a full major league baseball game. And so I don't know why it has that contingency. If it's also not on the team, whether they get to play seven or nine innings. And so then like, what if it's a, what if it's technically an overtime extra inning baseball game in the double header, like the Mariners had last week, they played extra innings and they finished in eight. So then what if they went extra innings and played nine innings, but it was supposed to be a seven inning doubleheader game, you know, like at what point do you count it or not count it? And of course it's really unique, but I say count it. Yeah. That's one thing that I'm like, I don't know. I get that there's a rule in place because of it from 1991, uh, Jim, one of our recurring guests was good to point that out. And then I see it in an article that I'm looking at now. Um, But it looks like because um, Madison Bumgarner's no hitter was not ruled no hitter. The Diamondbacks are offering $14 tickets for both uh, Friday and Saturday's games to, you know, give the fans something to appreciate. So, you know, gotta be a team of the people, even if you can't break the rules uh, in the MLB cool that they're doing a little token of appreciation, but overall, I think he threw a no hitter for the full game that he was able to pitch. Um, and so to me, it's a no hitter, but I do get the rule. I mean, and definitely as from a performance standpoint, like props to Bumgarner that, I mean, that's huge to, be able to still it's cool to see a complete game shutout because whether that's seven innings or nine innings and whether there's hits or not, like that's a sweet stat line, but yeah, to not get the no, no designation, that one's tough. Yeah. 
we'll see if they end up changing that rule. I mean, it's been around for 30 years, so I don't know if they will, but yeah, and probably something... not for how much Rob Manfred sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's not really one for the people. So props to the <laughs> Diamondbacks for at least doing something that makes people happy. Well, right. the first part of our episode, fueled by Ray's Energy, you guys know and love Ray's. Head over to repsports.com and enter code CTLRays at checkout for 15% off. What do you say, Hunter? Let's get into a couple of our favorite segments. Yeah, we are bringing you guys some of our favorite segments today um, from when we started the podcast. Um, and our segments are always brought to you by Apex Koozie. We've talked about it a lot. It's getting warm out. Go get yourself an Apex Koozie and use code WASHEDUP at apexkoozie.com for 10% off your purchase. But let's get into some deep cuts as we've had a lot of new music coming out these last couple of Fridays. And we are a quarter of the way or uh, a little more than a quarter into the new year of 2021. Yeah, I can say right now is probably the most exciting time um, as far as the music year goes, because you have people that stop sending out singles, um, you know, right before Christmas time. A lot of them work on new music um, over the winter and Christmas season. And then we start to see a lot of new music and EPs being released in March um, in preparation for full albums that will launch right before the summer. So we are in April. We have a lot of new music coming out. Um, one that I might take off a of Hunter's plate is Justin Moore's brand new album, Eight Songs, came out last Friday, the 23rd, and that is straight out of the country. Absolutely nailed it with all eight tracks, one of those being an acoustic till we didn't have much, um, the smash hit in number one. And so really exciting to see that one take off. Um, and I've got another one, but I'll let Hunter go first in case I take that one as well well <laughs> odds are that you probably will um i was gonna just give the whole straight out of the country um all eight tracks a deep cut um there's so many good ones i think we talked about we didn't have much a couple weeks ago um but more than me is my deep cut for this week off of that album it's so good it just talks about like loving your kids and just hoping, you know, hoping that they're better than you and that you can give them all that they deserve and more. And like, I mean, we come from such a blessed place and a blessed childhood, but just to think of wanting that for our kids someday is such a special tribute. And I think that that's so cool. Yeah. Another deep cut that we can, not leave out of this week's segment is Eric Church's double and kind of triple album, Heart and Soul. Yeah, kind um, of a two and a half. <laughs> yeah, Heart and Soul, like those two words, Heart, Soul, are each an album featuring, I think, 10 to 12 tracks a piece. And then And came out as its own short album exclusive to the church choir, which are people that subscribe to Eric Church's fan club. Um, Hunter, did you end up pulling the trigger? Because I've listened to all of Heart and I've listened to all of Soul, but I've not heard the tracks on And yet. I have not pulled the trigger yet, but you can. This is, a, I guess, not a promoted ad or anything, but you can become a church choir member on Eric Church's website to get exclusive access to his 
early concert ticket sales, including the and album that is uh, exclusive for church choir members. So mm-hmm. uh, I still might do it. Sounds like it's worth it. Um, but yeah, with the heart plus the soul album, got to hear the and. <laughs> yeah. One cool thing that is, you know, pretty deep part of the deep cuts that people might not know is Eric Church and all of his band and songwriters and everybody got a huge cabin out in North Carolina for a month. Um, I, I believe this was last year, like when they couldn't really travel and stuff. And every one of the songs on the Heart and Soul albums was whatever day it was written on, it was also recorded on. So every song you hear written and recorded on the same day um, over the course of a month in a remote cabin in North Carolina. I just think that's the coolest thing. Yeah, you can watch Eric Church talk about it on YouTube and the whole behind the scenes and Man, like what an awesome project. One last deep cut is Travis Tritt smoking a bar. Um, mm. He came out with that a couple of weeks ago, and it just is definitely an ode to 90s country. And I mean, that was Travis Tritt was one of the few people who made 90s country what it was. Um, and so go check that out. Just talks about how, uh, yeah, country music and how you used to be able to smoke in a bar. And, that's not very common anymore. Um, but one of our favorite segments, kind of an OG, is Quick KBO, and we are back. Yeah, really excited to bring Quick KBO back um, here for the rest of the baseball season. Really, they were the first baseball that we were ever able to talk about because we didn't have MLB um, back in June when we started in 2020. So um, just some quick stats for you. The LG Twins are out front of the league, sitting at 12 and 8. The reigning champs, the NC Dinos, who are absolutely on a tear last year, are actually not as hot this year. They're uh, sitting right there in the middle of the pack at 10 and 10. And then our low T Giants, where our boy uh, Deho Lee, former Seattle Mariners, playing, are down towards the bottom at 9 and 11 at this point. So. Obviously, it's a long ways to go with over 100 games, but props to our namesake, the Twins, for leading the league. Yeah, I think by association and a brand new year, um, we're more more so an LG Twins podcast. So mm-hmm. um, definitely not, not bandwagoning because uh, they were kind of our team last year in the weird <laughs> season. And so, uh, yeah, hey, we're at the top. We're the Twins. They're the twins. Like, what can you say? Feeling good about it. We'll take it. Hopefully we could get like one of those. Maybe we could get like a twins player or something <laughs> on the podcast. Cause that would be pretty sweet. That would be sweet. Yeah. If, if we can get one, maybe uh, including a translator and just get some authentic uh, straight out of the KBO, that'd be sweet. Yeah. Well, stay tuned for some quick KBL coming up um, next week and every week because we love bringing you um, just a few updates out of our second favorite baseball league. (laughs) Um, And before we wrap up, excited to announce that Hunter will be back in town and we'll be recording together this coming weekend because it's Hunter's bachelor party this weekend. So stay tuned for some good stories uh, in next (laughs) week's episode and stay tuned for... um, the twins coming out to you live in person uh, in the 
the Michigan House Studio. Yeah, we got a fun episode coming up for you guys next week to kick off May, which really makes it feel like springtime and baseball and everything. Um, but yeah, I will be back with Duncan. We'll be recording together, same microphone, same screen. You guys will see the same face on the same screen. Um, and so, yeah, looking forward to it. Duncan has got a lot planned on behalf of my bachelor party weekend. We got all of our favorite dudes and it's going to be a good time and uh, props to Duncan already uh, just for his planning and what is to come. Yeah, I got some paintball, I got some camping plan um, with, of course, some adult beverages. So when you put all that together, it's got to be a good weekend. And one last thing that I'll say before we wrap up is stay tuned for our 50th episode coming in four weeks because we have potentially almost guaranteed um, we have a date set to interview somebody that we are over the moon excited about. And when I say you don't want to miss this, like literally our biggest guest uh, ever to be on Climb the Ladder to celebrate our nearly one year anniversary and 50th episode. Definitely biggest guest of all time thus far and maybe ever. Mm -hmm. So we are so excited. We'll be a huge 50th episode and just shy of one year of Climb the Ladder. Yeah, could not ask for a better guest to celebrate uh, our 50th episode with. So make sure that you catch up before then and tune in to episode 50 because I'm not even kidding. I cannot lie. You do not want to miss episode 50. Yeah, we're really excited and uh, we love bringing you guys this content. Make sure to go over to Apple Podcasts. It's that purple app on your iPhone and click the subscribe button you could unsubscribe and then you could subscribe again and that helps us out too um and also give us a follow on spotify and check us out on youtube because you can see what it looks like when duncan and i talk to each other on this old uh zoom machine that we have here so um we appreciate you guys listening and uh thanks for sticking with us yeah. All right. Episode 46 in the books. And as we like to say, let's climb the ladder. Climb the ladder.